Today's reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envy. It is not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Love protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass by. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but I shall know fully, even as I fully know. And now we see, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Well, now it's time to welcome today's guest preacher. Today, we are excited to welcome back to the pulpit at the Court Street United Methodist Church, Sharice Stapleton. Last time Sharice was here preaching at Court Street, I shared with you that she is serving on the staff at the Calvary United Methodist Church. What I didn't share with you is that Sharice has one of the most powerful and compelling life stories that you will ever hear. Sharice was born premature. She began life at two pounds, three ounces. And she also spent a little bit of time in her life as a single mother experiencing homelessness. At some point, Sharice realized that the experiences that she's had, some of the most difficult things she's been through, make her uniquely qualified to share wisdom and guidance and God's love in ministry with other people who are working to embrace the joys of motherhood. Sharice founded a ministry called Mothers of Joy University that does exactly that. And today we are so very grateful for the ministry that she is already doing among us. And we are excited to welcome Sharice back again as she prepares to share the good news of God's love with the people of the Court Street United Methodist Church. Well, hello, Court Street. It is an honor to stand before you today. The message that I'm bringing is pertaining to agape love and what 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 13 is all about. Love is superior to our spiritual gifts in and of themselves. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you once again for just an opportunity to come before you. We honor you in this space, but we also just say thank you for showing us how to love and what love is truly all about. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This particular passage or section is really interesting because it talks about sections of gifts and it also gives ideas and, and information pertaining to um, the speaking of the spiritual gift. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2, 
It says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, but of not have love, I become sounding brass and of a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If that is not just self-explanatory, right? It is basically saying, I can say all of these wonderful things and I can be amongst people who are spiritual and, and that walk with God all day long. But if I don't show love, the things that I am saying are just a bunch of noise, just clanging symbols, things of that nature. Who wants to be that way? I love the way God and the disciples put together things, right? I mean, clanging cymbals. Can you see that? Just a bunch of noise moving around, right? That in itself <laughs> makes me laugh. But it also makes me think, right? Because I want to make sure that the words that I'm saying, you want to make sure that the words that you're saying are true and real to the person that you're, you're saying them to. So when you say that you care for someone and you say that you love them, let your actions speak louder than your words. So your words don't be like clanging cymbals and um, a bunch of noise. Let's go into the second, the second passage. Excuse me as I move along here. So prophecy and knowing and faith. To do miracles are likewise irrelevant parts of love. The Corinthians church and Christians were missing the motive and the goal of the gift, making them their own end. Paul drew the attention back to love. Paul quoted an idea of Jesus' refer refers to faith, which could remove mountains. Think about that, a faith that could remove mountains. Matthew 17 and 20 puts us, puts us in the mind of what an amazing thing it would be to have faith which could work impossibly. Yet even though that faith makes, it, makes us nothing, if, it, if, we would, if we did not have it, we would not be able to show our love. A man with faith can move great mountains, but we set them down right in a path of something else or right or nobody else if he doesn't have love. I know that was a mouthful. But what it says is if a man loves someone and they're just talking, they're, they're, it's not love. It's, it's just imitation. It's not real. So let me go into the, the sections of love, which is arrows. Arrows was one word of love. It describes, as we might guess, for the word, word itself, it, it's, it's a, a love that you have for your wife or for your husband, right? And, it, and so there's another one, which is star, Stargos. I always mess this one up. But that Stargos was the second word of love. It refers to family love and kinds of love that are between parents and the children or between members of a family. Philios is the third word for love. It speaks of brotherly friendship and affection. 
It is the love that is deeper than a friendship or a partnership. It might be described as the highest love, which men without God's help is capable of. Because the thing is, God's love is unconditional. And man has a hard time of giving unconditional love because of how we may have been raised or even how we've been taught. Sometimes unconditional love doesn't seem real. How can you get love or give love to someone and not expect anything in return? But you know, Jesus did that with the ultimate sacrifice he gave. When he gave his life for us, he gave love with nothing in return. He wasn't expecting anything from us, but he did that for us. How awesome is that? So as I go towards the end, I'm not going to be before you long because I need you to understand that when God's love is shown, it's shown with no condition. Man's love, most of the time, he wants something in return. But if we're saying that we're going to walk after God and if we're going to be a part of his family, we have to learn how to love with no condition. 2 Corinthians 13 and 3, the most dramatic renication of self are in the way we prolific with love, excuse me, process without love. And though I bestow all my good to feed the poor, and though I give my body as a burnt offering, but how can I have love how can how can I have not love if I if I profit it will profit me nothing. Let me say that again. Although I bestow all my good for the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. That's basically saying if you're gonna give somebody something, don't give it um because you're you're making them feel like a charity case. Right. I mean, that right there in itself is one of the most um, demeaning things that you can do to a person. If you're going to give them something, give it to them because you truly want them to have it, not because you're looking for something in return. And lastly, I'll go to. Oh, I have a lot of notes. <laughs> I'll go to uh, love does not rejoice in injury. It is willing to want it is willing to want the best for others and refuse to color things against others. Instead, love rejoices in truth. Love can always stand with and on truth because love is pure and good like truth. Ooh, wow. Think about that. When we think about truth, truth and love, right? They kind of go hand in hand because you, you're going to tell the truth to someone that you love, right? And you're going to love someone and make sure that they understand what the truth is, right? So it's going to go kind of back and forth. Let, let me get going. This could take all day, and I know that we don't have that. But Court Street, I just want you to know that God's love and God's people are so much bigger than us. 
right? It, it's going to take us as a people to be what God's love is. I studied something that stated that we are the medicine. And I, I thought about that. How could I be the medicine for someone? I could be the person that speaks life into someone when they feel down. That's how I could be the medicine to them. I could be the person that helps them to walk through a difficult situation. That's how I could be the medicine to them. So I give you a charge. How can you be the love of Christ to someone else? If someone comes to you and they may have been fussing or arguing, it is our responsibility to show them the love of God, no matter what. We tell our children that they're supposed to listen to us and be obedient. But sometimes us as adults, we tend to not take our own words at face value. We are living in a city in Flint or in the surrounding areas and people are hurting. People need one another now more than they ever have before. And I just, I just truly charge you that when you see someone that you maybe someone you may not even know, but if they have if they have their head down and they look sad, let them know that you know a God that heals. Let them know that you know a God that restores and that will take away their heavy burden. Sometimes people just need to see another person doing well to do well. That's what I have for you today, Court Street. I appreciate this time, and I hope this message gives you insight or even just a, a heart to want to be the medicine, but more than that, want to show how to love the way God loves. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for every opportunity. God, we thank you just for your love. We thank you that your love permeates our hearts and minds. We thank you that as we speak on this week and as we talk to people, that we will show the love of you. God, I thank you and I, I ask that you bless Court Street, Father, that you give them the desires of their heart, God. And, and if anyone is having a hard time, Father, I just ask that you hold them in your heart because we are all your children. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.